can't we hear the music? Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. This is Bell coming at you from behind the mic on Thirst World Problems, and I don't know where you are right now, but I'm here with my dear friends, Nick and B, and Chubbs just broke his leg wide open, wide open. So that leads me to my first question, gentlemen. Have you ever been around when someone got what they deserved? Why would you? Why does he? Hold on. Why does why does he deserve it? Playing him in fantasy this week, boys. Looks that's like not that's even funny, look, man. Just look it in, baby. What a yeah. I hope he recovers. I hope he recovers. Yeah. You we mean, don't. Nick and I don't condone that. What this guy just said. That's, that's yes. You you've never been playing against a great back, and you're like, oh man, I need this guy to no, get out of this game. Man. I need him to get out of this no. game. Two and zero. Oh, you baby, you said oh. he got what he deserved. Like you saw him like last week at the supermarket, and you stared him in the eyes or something. Two and zero. Oh. Two and zero. Oh. You're bad. I've I've done some low things in my life. But this is the lowest, man. You've you reached a new low, man. So I got a question. Right, right when That's we right. started our intro here, we say we talk about drinks, and then we have everything else that comes after that. I've had some people ask me, "How come we don't talk about drinks anymore?" Not that, not that they were saying, not they were saying that they necessarily miss it, but they were right. asking, "What's the Am reason behind it?" So part well, of the I I let me answer this. <laughs> okay. I uh, let me answer the real <laughs> the real answer, okay? Uh okay. okay. Because Bell's drinks of choice are only targeted to him and not for the general audience. And I think that's where we kind of like let's let's tone this down. Because in the end, man, you gotta think about. So you're it. saying Bell people, alienates us? Yes. Basically, what you're saying. You got you got to think about it is our followers. They all work hard. Come home. They're not gonna make a drink that's gonna take them half an hour. They just need Listen, man. two ingredients, man. Alcohol, <laughs> <and> water. Boom. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Over the years, especially, we've moved to what I like to call the Lionel Richie cocktails. Quick, easy to make, come in, still taste delicious. I've even lessened Lionel Richie because he sings easy like Sunday morning. Come on now. Oh, I'm like, I thought you were talking about forgetting his his daughter. (laughs) And we've also cut the sugar out of a lot of the drinks. The reason we don't talk about drinks as much, well, you as, as you will notice, as you will notice, people, if you go back and you start looking at more and more of these videos, we're doing more and more remote, and I'm the only one that keeps having those drinks. So, the reason we don't talk about drinks anymore is because these gentlemen are terrified of having a nice and tasty drink. Now, that being said, there's been times I've given you guys mocktails because I've been on a mocktail kick depending on what day of the week we're recording. So I don't mind doing that either. 
So for those of you, and B, you tell your friends that have been asking you these questions. For those of you that are worried, there we go, that are worried about having a drink. Awesome well, is. There you go, Terra. Nice, Terra. The Rock. Look at that, direct from Colorado. For those of you that are wondering where and when and why drinks have disappeared, they haven't disappeared. I will say it's a hiatus. We tend to do it a lot more when we're all together. That makes just you know a little bit of the environment. But I'm going to be giving you guys mocktails and a cocktail, depending on what night of the week we get our, our recordings in. So don't you worry. Not going anywhere. Well, I don't think anyone wants the mocktails, so I'm not sure why. Just don't offer that up, right? But I think, not I think for us, think for us if you go back to the first two seasons, you will hear the boys getting pretty, pretty, not, I would say, juiced, but I would say, like, we're in the Loose. four to six drink range where, you know, stuff gets loud. Um you know, sometimes maybe the content and the structure goes away. Maybe we weren't, you know, hoping it goes. Did we get amazing segments out of it with guests as well? 100%. Did we drink with guests, you know, virtually and in studio? Yeah, we got some great stuff out of it. But I think we kind of realized that it's hard to always do it. But I do agree that we almost kind of just did away with it, right? So, but we haven't forgotten is what I, yeah. what I think is true. You know what we well, you know what we need to do? Maybe when we have our list of guests going forward, we'll uh we'll turn it up a notch. Here's one I thing I will I here's, promise here's, you I'll be drunk for the next day. <laughs> I won't say I'm going that far. But here's one thing I, I will, will promise you. Far. Here's one thing I will promise you. Next week, the broken leg cocktail is gonna be absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious. Broken like cocktail. In, you're fucked. In honor, in honor of our fine. boy Chubbs here, man. Yeah, man. That's, 2 and 0. You're Actually, bad, bro. You know, it's very bad karma. I hate to say that. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, I actually have a. Uh, somebody actually asked me this question. I was, we we're going to do it later on, but I might as well, since we're talking about it. What is the best drink um, you've ever had? That you did not make. Somebody made it for you. Oh, the best drink that I've ever had that someone made for me. For me, me, I never know what drink it is. Like, I always, if I don't know what to order or the bartender is very good, usually at like a house party or like a backyard event, sometimes bartenders, we all just make you something uh, that's, it's really good. Trust me. I'll be like, okay, cool. And, you know, I've had some drinks like that at some like, you know, backyard parties and stuff like that. I've been like, holy shit, this is good. But then you realize that it's not even a joke. It might be 40, 50 grams sugar in there. And, you know, <laughs> if you have three or four of them, it's your game over, right? That's the problem with that stuff, right? Yeah, but so what, well is doesn't care. Sent, what is he the best drink someone sent? What is the best drink someone gave you, man? That's what I'm saying. It's, He's saying it's he can't remember, man. This guy said he can't remember. Event, and you can never remember because there's always packed with sugar. Man. What about you, Bill? It would have to be either a zombie that I got down in Mexico. And a mo- zombie is like a tiki drink with just juices and so much, so much, so much different booze. But it just blends so well with the juice. Or, uh, oh, this one's uh, a lot simpler. Or uh, like, a, like a coconut water 
coconut water and coconut rum and like with some kind of like mango puree in it that I got uh, in Cayman Islands. Just super refreshing. And that heat, just super refreshing. So B, whoever asked that question, there's your reason right there. That Whatever he just <laughs> said to me, with a puree, like my kid eats puree. So this guy's still eating purees with his alcohol. So there, there you go, man. That's uh, you. You wanted that question. You got it right there. You never even told us what your drink was here. Probably gonna say what that Greyhound from uh, Chop. Uh, you know what? I had it before, man. Um, the white Greyhound, dude, is the best thing ever, man. You got white pomegranate vodka, pink grapefruit juice, man. Can't go wrong. Some ice. You're solid. Sounds Best good to me, drink. man. Best drink ever. Do you guys want to go with Q and A's, or do you guys want to go with some stories? So I got uh, I got something for you guys. Actually, I was uh, taking I a look at the old uh, <laughs> the old uh, interwebs today, and uh, who Nick? If you can put up this picture, I'm not sure if you can put this picture up that I put in the uh, text. You, you can put it up. I tried. It, I couldn't get it up, but that picture I found it uh, pretty funny. Like. It's weird, like it's almost like it's almost like a meme or something. It looks like, right? But um, so the reason I bring this up is, you know, ever since the pandemic and stuff like that, air travel has just been. Let's be honest, just every week it seems like there's someone shitting on the plane. There's people, you, you know, know, this. Yeah, there's people threatening to, you know, fucking this die on the plane. There's people saying this is happening to their kids. There's been a lot of airline stories. So the Canadian government um, actually said that there's the most canceled flights at Toronto airport pretty much ever this year. And on top of that, they've gotten the most complaints per month um, that they've ever got. And they're the highest dissatisfaction ever in the history. So what is your guys' take on that? Do you think airlines kind of just do whatever they want and we just kind of take the brunt of it? Or do you, do you guys have some good experiences as well? Like I personally have a good experience. I can tell after, but do these guys just do whatever they want and just basically say, fuck you? Well, if you really think about it, you once you like drop off your luggage, you don't see it, Right until your destination so you don't know what happens to it man they toss it you you toss it people people easily can go through it you know it it can get uh sorry excuse me quote unquote lost uh which is very heavily appears in airport that's why a lot of people geotag it uh so they know where it is personally my i've probably had the worst experience um was that one time one time i was going to toronto so was this recently or this is a long time ago uh this is uh i'm gonna say two years ago okay so in the midst midst of kind of all the craziness yeah so i just had a carry-on and obviously it was full and i should i should be able to have a certain section for my seat if you purchase a Z, I feel like you should have your own section I feel like it's really ridiculous that you can have one family that could take up like five, six spots, right? And 
so I had a carry on and there was no room. So they're like, Hey, we'll tag it. Open we'll everything. And they never gave me a tag. Which feels good. Normally it's like, cool, man. This is great. Yeah. So basically going into Toronto, I had zero clothes, zero everything. And I had to buy everything myself, which was, which was a struggle because I only had like three hours to find something. And obviously if you guys have been to Toronto, pretty much takes hours to get to somewhere. So that was like the worst experience. And just now just hearing like all the stories, you gotta, you gotta get an air tag, man. Air tag for everything. You have to, and you got to hide it, right? Yeah. Think about that. Think about the, what you're doing. You literally have to GPS your own suitcase. <laughs> it's terrible, man. Uh, and, the worst no... case, and the worst thing about it was they're like, hey, we'll compensate you. Um, the max we'll do is $1,500. Well, what if I had a suit that was $900? There you go. And then the rest was like $1,000. Well, I'm there losing you go. right there, right? And usually the way that it works is they'll confiscate or confiscate you up until like, they might say $1,500, but they give you like a hundred dollars a day or whatever it is up until that. I, same thing happened to me when we were going to Montreal and it was uh $75 a day up until a certain amount of days. And then your conversation ends, but it's exactly what you said. I was there for, for new year's. So I was, ex- I was in that scenario. So, they're over New Year's, and it's like, yeah, well, I can't go half the places if I'm just like, I gotta go buy a pants and a shirt for all of these events or whatever it is, and that's not gonna work. Like, so luckily, I ended up. We had a friend from there, so I was staying with. So luckily, he's able to like borrow some fancier things for some of the events, but for the most part, like, yeah, you, yeah, well, that's that's where most of the stuff goes, like the essentials, right? So you got gotta go grab that kind of stuff. But as far as the airlines and the power that they have, what are your real options? Right? Like, what are you? And, and are that's your real and that's options? a very good point. A lot of people say that more and more airlines are in the business of making you uncomfortable, because when they make you uncomfortable, you're going to pay to be more comfortable, right? So, whether that be business class or I don't know if you guys heard like. Recently, a lot of these airlines, airline lounges, they're tightening up. They're tightening everything up. Like they're making sure because a lot of people like, you know, apparently the upper, upper class are saying, well, too many people are getting into these lounges yep. and stuff like that. Right. Yep. Yep. And, you know, obviously that's a class thing. Right. Some it could be a race thing, too. But it's more of a class thing where, hey, these people that, you know, are almost close to me, they can they can kind of get in here. They shouldn't be in here. You know what I mean? Like and business the airlines, class only. And that's good for the airlines. The airlines are going to say, cool, sounds good. Because then they can just make more tiers, right? Well, the worst so, part is they cancel flights. And I mean, in all fairness, in to a certain degree, they cancel flights like because they can't find enough workers for that flight, right? So not enough attendants or not enough mechanics or whatever it is, they can cancel a flight. The warning that they give you on a canceled flight is a little bit different than the warning you have to give them in order to get your your full refund if you catch my drift, right? So, so the the return of that is if they don't have enough people or they don't think the value is there, they can cancel that flight. You might be going there for a wedding, funeral, whatever it is. Does it doesn't really matter? But if you want to get out of a flight, you have to pay the extra for the insurance. You've got to give them. 
in some cases, up to two, three days ahead of time, if not more, depending on what level of ticket you bought. And the option is, what are you going to drive on another airline if they cancel your flight? If you have to be there, what do you do? And like for that reason, I, I don't like now the bag thing has always been a thing. That's always been a thing where like, you know, you could be walking out of a plane and like seeing a, a baggage guy, <laughs> like sniffing your git or something, right? Like there's no, you have no control over what, what can happen to your bag. Like you said, when it's out of sight, out of mind, that's always been a thing. It's been newer. Like when you show that graphic of all the delays and the cancellations, that's a more recent situation that started to come up. Right. So there's a lot of, a lot of ways that, uh, they can get you in certain situations. I really, I really think that we should just be able to, uh, throw our luggage Sniff anyone's in the plane. No, like in, in the, in the cargo bar, like we should do it ourselves. That's what I think. Do you guys like going on planes? Yes or no, Nick? Uh, I don't mind it. I, I have no problem. Me too. I personally like flying. Like, I honestly do personally like it. How about as you long guys? as I'm in the aisle seat, I'm all good. Yeah. So, dude, I was always aisle seat. Aisle, aisle, aisle. And recently, I switched to the window. I was always like, why would I want to be by the window? There's less room. If you have to bother everyone when you're getting up. But the window is actually a hack because when you lay to the side like that, there's no match comfort to that. That's actually what I realized. I actually did a full flip. Like, aisle is second to me. Obviously, like, the middle is the worst. But Like, the, you're saying but, the window is uncomfortable? No, window is the most comfortable. And I only switched to that this year. Before that, I was always aisle. 100% aisle. Don't even want the window if it was offered. And I actually switched it this year. I usually I know? usually go window to just stay away from everybody else. I like, uh, like being away from... Uh, oh, because you're... Because everyone's gonna harass you, right? Is that why? Well, yeah, they, everyone's ho- been big, watching big Hollywood stars. Hey, right? Everyone's been watching yeah. the pod. I'm just like tired of answering questions. Everybody wants to sexual assault you. Is that what it is? That's it. Too much, too much harassment <laughs> the other way around, man. The, the hack is the fire, the fire exit, right? Like the, the emergency doors. Like that's the hack. You sh- the only thing with that though is you got to be there. You got to be, be built. Like they don't let you. They probably don't let you sit there. Right? They're worried that you can't get the door. That's the problem. You know, also the good hack. If you really like, if you're bloated, take some um, before you take off tomato juice, man. <laughs> if you're bloated. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? Um, what else you got, Bell? Do you got anything? You do. All right. So. We were talking about this last week. We said that Diddy had an option there to, like, you know, sell off his catalog, right? Or hold on to it, give it back to the artist, whatever it was, whatever it was. Now, just recently, uh, B, you, you're familiar with her work. I always hear you humming her tunes and you're saying that she's one of your favorite artists. <clears throat> Katy Perry just sold her, just sold her catalog for two hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Holy shit. 225 mil. So people were like, okay, like that's a cool thing that she's doing. Like you sell that off tons of money. You never need that, need that kind of money again. Here's an interesting thing that I doubt you guys uh, even realized about Miss Katy Perry. You guys are familiar that she's on like, uh, 
what is it, The Voice or American Idol or something like that, right? American Idol, I think. Well, well you don't know. Which is it? Well, it's American Idol with Lionel Richie and uh, the other okay. person. I don't know. Uh, she gets paid $25 million a season for that. Okay. Oh. The other thing is she has a residency in Vegas, $168 million. Yeah. B, real quickly, what's the math on that? What? Hundred ninety seven hundred and ninety six hundred and ninety seven million. Yeah. Hundred and ninety three. So you're pretty close. That's good. Right? So doing a hundred and ninety three million dollars. And everyone's like, Oh, well, it's so good. Like she sold the catalog, she can do whatever she wants. What couldn't she have done with a hundred and ninety three million that she can do with the extra two hundred and twenty five? I think it's a very uh smart decision. I think we talked about this. Like right now, she's not gonna be making money off her music anymore it's not well theoretically she will for life theoretically, well, theoretically she, she would have right. at least made a hundred two hundred and twenty five million off of it right? i don't know about no. that bro no well, i don't know why, I don't why, would, the, would, why would this group buy it then there's no value I don't think the, it would the value's it. not there then well because, in the future the value might be there is money going into those songs but what i think what's happening is would you rather have that knowing that this is your value or would you rather have like, let's let's use um, what's an old, like an old singer like, I don't know something from the eighties like, you know, some, some Hugh Lewis in the, the news, right? Let's use that. Do you think they're making money like, you know, I like get, so off so Spotify? I, you know, off that, like, they're not making that's money. That's a good point. Okay. And that's a good point. Yeah. The only way they're gonna make money, yeah. Don't get me wrong. People are gonna look and mumble. I want to know blah blah blah. Very very small niche. And B, you're hoping you someone walks into a record store buys your thing. So let's put it this way: If you were Huey Lewis and the News, would you sell your records for ten million dollars? It wouldn't even be ten million. Uh, it wouldn't even be ten million for them. That's the thing. That they wouldn't even get close to ten million. Yeah, because twenty the replay... million. They got twenty million last November. They sold. <laughs> I don't even know who. Cool, you're making right. our point. There's a great hey, deal for them. Hey, <laughs> great deal for them. Okay, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna give you some names. I'm gonna give you guys some names, and I want you to tell me if you think that. Uh, first of all, I want B to tell me if they if he even knows who they are, and then uh, if the how much they would have sold for. <laughs> like a Google tabs ready, man. <laughs> Oh, uh, here, here we go. Hey, Google Tabs ready. He's looking so hard. You keep an eye on his fingers. Kenny Chesney. Yeah, I've heard of him. Okay, I can't tell you. They, he, sold his, he sold his January of 22. Yeah. Sold his January of 22. 40 mil. Doesn't quite say. He sold 80% of his record. Only 80%. So Neil Diamond sold 100%. Do you know who Neil Diamond is? Nope. Okay, what's up, Pussycat? Neither, go ahead. <laughs> Sting. Neither, neither, go ahead. Yep. Sting. He sold 100%. Yep. The wrestler, yeah, I know. <laughs> 300 million. Ooh, Sting back in February. Uh, Leonard Cohen. I don't really expect you to. I don't know too much. That's the guy from Big Bang Theory, right? <laughs> and uh, he sang uh, the original, like, Hallelujah kind of thing. Or I should say the ho- original, but he's big. Uh, a Justine Justine Timberlake, self-explanatory. Hundred percent, hundred mil. Two hundred, 
100. Holy shit. That's a lot, bro. Oh, this is... Speaking of that, NSYNC is coming back, man. I'm a little excited, so? man. I'm a little excited, yeah. What? Are you telling me this is guaranteed? They've been doing a reunion show without him at all. No. They they all appeared on this award show and threw a hint that they're going to do a tour. Uh, I might have to make uh, an appearance, man. I might have to make an appearance. Man. Some 41. That boy went for a lot. I just remember that guy. Phil yeah, Collins. Yeah. Phil Collins and slash Genesis. Do you know Phil Collins? Yeah, I know Phil Collins. $300 million. People so why are you telling us? What's that? I don't know. People might be interested in hearing these cool so, 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 and that's fine, but so everyone that you said, if you realize, to an extent, have pretty much made very classic, like, cultural hits, pretty much. Yeah, right? I agree with you. So, iconic hits, yeah. Very iconic hits. So it's funny how someone who made those songs, every single one of them is selling selling it. So I personally think it's a great thing to do. And the reason I think that is, look at where interest rates are, man. If I just did the math, if Katy Perry puts that whatever two hundred seventy million anywhere, dude, like a, a bank account that gives her five percent back, that's twelve million per year. And you don't have to do anything. Like, you know, I think sometimes we for, we forget about those things um, as well. And, you know, if interest rates stay where they are for five, six years, which historically a lot of the time they do, you know, maybe your accountants and, and you know, managers of her are saying, hey, like, you know, we're just going to keep this at this huge bank, you know, Wells Fargo or Bank of America, JP Morgan. And they're going to pay you over, the, over these, over these, doesn't matter if they're bankrupt, the government's coming in. So 70 mil, you know, over the next five years, you're going to get for free. Just do it because whatever they're buying it for, you're going to get a third extra. So I think there's a lot of things in the background. Sometimes we don't realize um, because if you don't sell it, cool, you're going to maybe get some stuff on the old side of it. Um, but if you think, hey, my career is pretty much like you really think Katy Perry is going to put out another hit, it's possible, but it's not probable. And so, why keep trying to do all this stuff when you could just cash out a third of a billion dollars, man? Like, I think it makes a lot of sense, but well, so here, so I guess here's the thing, and also, like, yeah, I get it, you want, you want to get that bag, makes, makes sense, but when do bag you bag and a continuous bag? Fair, okay, even I if see. even if interest rates go to one percent, that's still that's still like four mil a year, man, for free. So, so then, where does where does the line get drawn for you personally? I'm not saying. Well, there is no line for these artists. They're all selling them. Well, well, not all of them. I mean, there's way more artists who haven't sold than have sold, right? Like, so you have that. Even if you just want to look at that era, like Britney Spears. Right, so yeah. I mean, yeah, but she 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 never owned anything until now. Well, well, I guess her dad owned all of her stuff, right? So maybe that wasn't yeah. the. <laughs> What's that thing called example. again? Conservatorship. Oh yeah. Right. I so, one. I guess the the other side of that though is like how much is is needed, 
for you? Like, where is that like? Because there's a cool thing about still have owning that thing and having that legacy, right? Of yeah, of but you do have the legacy. Tracks still. Or not. You're telling me, you're telling me these guys don't have the legacy. Like the guy who did the Hallelujah or whatever you think after he sells it, ninety nine point nine percent aren't even gonna know he sold it. And even if he did, that's he still true. wrote the damn song. It's not. It's not like they're that's gonna true. change the name on the song just because they own the rights of the song now, right? No, 100%. yeah. Like if Eminem sells his whole catalog, the guy still fucking put out just or just still put out "Lose Yourself." You know what I mean? Like it's it doesn't change anything. No, oh, I get I get that perspective. And you know what? Maybe this is something that no one ever admits on a podcast. So maybe you have a kind of swayed me in my way of thinking wow. in that regard. Holy right? shit! It but, took seven years. Hey, but I'm just saying. The fact that she's got a hot, she's got basically two hundred million dollars coming in for the next few years, at least, anyways, right? So that's almost well, not almost like a twenty-five mil off of what she gets by selling that entire catalog. Like she's been making that, or she has that coming in. So it's crazy how she has a fan base like that. I, you know, I'll never <laughs> wrap my head around that. Like uh, she's hey, kissing her old man. I've gone to a Katy Perry show, so I can't say anything. See, you've helped fill that bag. That's what are you talking about? That was years ago. That was years ago. Next on the agenda, folks. And this takes us into what we like to do around here. Hop on each other. Have a little bit of an argument. light. But normally, you know what? It goes both ways. It's lighthearted. And we can have a discussion even if we disagree. Something I've been noticing a lot lately, and it's started in a couple weird places. One of them the is this whole. Back. What's that? The, the rock, rock came, came back. back. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, it started with a lot of like this Dion Sanders talk, and there's a lot of people that are upset that Dion and his team are are winning, even though it took them. Two I think they're really upset, win. man. Like, What's what do you that? mean upset? What do you mean upset? Upset. <laughs> they're just upset about it okay so there's the old guard right where there's certain ways yep. you're supposed to do things and there's a lot of people that dislike the whole transfer port transfer what is going on right now transfer portal situation where now teams are able to compete especially with nil right and hop right in the transfer portal, being able to hop right in and basically like Dion did, like he gutted his roster and brought in essentially a brand new team, right? And brought his guys with him and got a whole bunch of new guys. And a lot of coaches and a lot of people have been following college football for a while, especially coming from those schools that traditionally have been powerhouses are upset about that. Why? That, why? Because it's, yeah. it's like the landscape is just changing way too quickly, and it's not the game that I'm familiar with, right? It's not the game that this is not the way the game's supposed to be played, kind of thing, right? Like kind of that baseball mentality. Then the other side of things is the cultural slash racial side of things, where it's these players that are loud and brash. The coach wears sunglasses and hats in his press conferences or when he's talking to people. He wants call to me called, Coach Prime. Exactly, right? So there's that. It's that kind of stuff where they're yeah. having like rappers and just wild parties at 
their games or before their games. That's awesome. I saw, right? I saw a funny uh, tweet on that where it was like, imagine if you graduated last year from Colorado. <laughs> you would be fucking just ready to do yourself in. No, man. You, go back, you, you go, graduated you... last year's shit season. I think they didn't even win a game last year. One. They won one. Crazy, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? You go back and you do your under, or you, or you do your grad studies, you do your masters or something. Like, no, I got, right yeah. away, yeah. <laughs> like I got one more year. <laughs> There's actually two two, uh, two stories about this. Apparently, the university, um, Dion went in twelve mil to coach the team, and they're like, "We don't have it, but we'll we'll get it to you somehow." First game, the university made. $18 million of a one game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so that was the thing. That was the crazy. Oh, sorry. You got another end to that. Yeah. Yeah. I got another one. There's another crazy fact. So, um, obviously you guys know Dion played two sports. We talked about it. He actually played for uh, the Yankees and the, the day he played, I think he hit a home run on his debut or something. And the next day, he played for the Falcons. Like, that was his debut game in the Falcons. First play, it was a punch return. And, like, that's how primetime got started. Like, <laughs> he was, he was like, one of the only guys that did that. And that's how he became, like, the star that he is. Pretty crazy, listen, man. Listen, first of all, I kind of get upset when people are like, oh, you can't be professional or you can't uh, – to conduct a professional interview when you wear a hat and wear glasses. Right? Oh, I thought well, of you. I literally <laughs> thought about you when they said that. I was like, right? well, you know, Bell, Bell must be losing his mind because the last seven years, this guy's been using a hat and glasses for every interview, every, yeah. every And he also graduated last year from that school, so it's actually really bad. <laughs> what, what, I, what I can't stand... Is the fact that people have been saying that. What I also can't stand is the fact that Neon Dion Coach Prime has ripped off my shtick and now he's masquerading out and he's doing this in front of all the cameras and getting all these people to come in and they're like, oh yeah, that's a Dion thing. That's a Dion thing. That's a Dion thing. He didn't do it when he was playing. He didn't do it until after this podcast has been out and released. And I'm not even, I'm not even, I'll go on record and say it. Dude stole my move. And hey, I'm glad it's working out for him. I'm glad it's getting us some attention. But when we send him one of these Thirst World hats, he better wear it to one of his conferences. Okay? That's all. That's all. It's trying to steal the move, man. Trying to steal the move. It's crazy but, how I think it's a good move to be like back to the question. I really think it's a good move because now it eliminates your I think I think it's expanding on college football. You have always had the same teams, your Bama, your, you know, Clemson, Bama, they've lost, like you said, yeah. Yeah. Now you have other teams where they can do Cinderella runs, and it makes, I think it makes the revenue a lot better for other universities. It makes things a lot healthier. It's never the same team. Oh, you got to be the elite to play for Bama or whatever, right? To me, I thought that, I think that's ridiculous, like, I think what they're doing now is good, especially now that you can get sponsors, you know, you can get paid and, you know, they, uh, they're undefeated right now. I think that what are they ranked 18 right now? 
They have, uh, uh, they have a good record, man. I was looking at the odds, man. They they're up there, man. To, well, to they all, they're, so. they're they're going to be playing some real teams in the next few weeks here that are going to give. And his kid's legit, man. His his son is legit, bro. He I, is. He's been he playing is really legit, well. Yeah. Their yeah, Travis Brady Hunter moves. too has been pretty surprising playing both sides of the ball like that. But I mean, he's, he's out. Eh? Well, that's three, it. He's played so many snaps. Played so many snaps. What's well, gonna be interesting? So they got Oregon Whoa, was a cheap shot, this right? weekend. Well, it, still, really like so the snaps. amount of snaps that he played in the first few games has been has been pretty insane for the average college athlete. So that that's kind of changed, like that wear and tear on people. So the next few games, I think it's Oregon, and then I think it's USC. Maybe next, uh, there might be someone in between that. But are those two... not good football programs? Or oh, they they are, they are. So it's gonna it's gonna come down to if they're able to maintain and win this. Like they were supposed to beat uh, Colorado State. Like they were supposed to beat Colorado State the first one uh, against what was it Nebraska? That was kind of. Kind of iffy, just because well, that was both teams were Nebraska high. Up. Good, yeah, uh, well, good, they right? they were they were supposed to be on the rise again, right? So Got it. that's so that's what where all the little bit of the iffiness uh, came from. What's now, interesting you to me? Right? Uh, no, no, I don't. Oh, okay. No, I don't. I, I, well, I, I, I didn't. Because <laughs> Josh didn't, sucked man. me in. Dion came along. That's it. Sucked me in. I don't. Oh. Pause. Your words. I, um, what are you guys talking about right now? I um, up, children. I, I have a question for you. Whatever happened in Notre Dame, uh, like their program? I thought they were like back in the day. They were like they're still very program. strong. They're still they're still very strong. They've been having a pretty decent year actually, or last couple years. They're still pretty strong. They just haven't really been challenging for like the football playoffs. But that's going to get interesting, too, because with NIL and stuff, there's a little bit of uh, on-campus component of, oh, if we can go to, like, if I could play on Miami or if I could be, like, I don't know, maybe, like, like Arizona State. Like, there's certain there's certain places that may get into the game in a way that takes people away from some of these smaller colleges right so Notre Dame's at biggest advantage is they get to set an open schedule they're not adherent to any conference they can play whoever whenever essentially as long as they can schedule it in so they could play a whole bunch of power teams in the same year and boost their ranking so that's always been like their overall advantage and because of the prestige and history behind it but now if some of these other schools start to take off like if a school like Colorado can start taking off then what other schools that traditionally weren't in it have that option and now maybe you're not like well i don't need to go to notre dame out in the middle of like well i'm gonna say no way yeah but this is also a special uh this is also a special case scenario right you You think so why now more and more money gets involved who else is gonna show up and make this impact on a on a football team there's not many i would say maybe Maybe two, three guys tops, and and Dion is number one for attracting. Like, well, yeah, if I, you're talking from you a know, coaching perspective, there's that. But if you're just talking, can how can you amass a bunch of good players? Like, what Dion? 
what Neon, what Neon Dion was able to do, what Coach Prime was able to do is he was able to go to a place and attract that talent without necessarily having the money. Like Nick mentioned earlier, they haven't been able to pay as well as some other places, but what you get is you get that, that, that coach, you get, you get coach prime and the guy who's played in two sports, the guy who knows what he's doing. Like, how do you get a cornerback like Travis Hunter? Well, you say, Hey, I, <laughs> you say, you, Hey, I, I was you, I was you in 92, board? right? Like, yeah, I was you in 92 kind of thing, right? So it's like, okay, all right. So, I mean, and then the other thing is like two of the kids are like his his own kids, right? So he was, so there's there's a lot to be said about that. But no, I just, I just been finding it interesting that there's been a, some of the chatter that's been going around on around this team, considering like it's, you know, like it's Colorado. It's... College football needed this. I don't disagree with you, but I think that's... I think that... I think that we might have a certain bias. I think it needed it in Canada and other places, but in the U.S., it's... It's always crazy, man. They needed this, but at the same time, uh, old-school college football guys don't like this. So now they're bringing it into a racing. Yeah. One of the one of the one of the criticisms is too loud and too black. <laughs> I mean, do of that what you what you, what you will. I to me, I just hate when people get entitled, especially with their sports teams, to the point where you start to lash out at other things. Can't just be like, ah, I hate that team because ah, uh, like they shouldn't be winning right now or whatever, or they're too good. Like, like I hated the Patriots. Hate. Tom Brady for a long well, time. Was an all white team? <laughs> no, but like that's the thing. I could be like, yeah, they're 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 better than my teams. That's what I hate about them. So yeah, not like it, you don't have to take it to another weird level. Like you know what I mean? Like it can just be something silly. Leave it alone. Like there's no there's no 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 team has a right to win a bunch of bunch of games. Like that shouldn't be upsetting to you. Like the 49ers when they were winning, that was awesome. And then they stopped winning for a while. Okay, you don't need to cry about it. For a long it. Like, while. For a long while. <laughs> just, just, you just, know. Just so you remember that. Just over 30 years. I, I yeah. got you. We're talking, like, we're talking 90s, so. <laughs> like, uh, fine. Just accept, yeah. just accept what it is. But Last time anyways, Dion was on the team. Right. Just saying. He actually just, was, eh? Yeah. Yeah. He won his yeah, that's crazy. He had a crazy year where he went to, like he won it with uh That was his best that was his best season, I think. The, yeah, in, Dallas. Uh, Niners jersey. You believe Dallas, right? Yep, and then he won it with Dallas. Like might have been like back to back years, like the year that he left that's <laughs> and then won it there. But anyways, that was just uh yeah, no my, my take on uh, on a few things that uh you know Coach Prime's out here doing, getting noticed. So that is it for this episode. Hit us up on Thirst World Problems on Instagram. You know, send us some messages. Let us know which topics you want to hear about. With the winter coming, you know, fall coming, winter coming, you know, cozy season coming up. You know, you know, we know you're going to be playing all the old seasons, right? We mentioned when, you know, a couple of seasons when we were drinking and stuff. We know you're going to be rolling it back to that. So let us know what you want to hear for the future. Nick's been just guzzling that whatever that low-quality tequila. tequila is. And Buddy, that's it. We'll see you next week. Uh, Sotera Mana, baby. <laughs>